Our message today, all for one, one for all. You will remember that phrase from the famous Three Musketeers, one for all and all for one. The oneness of man that we have discussed, I think uh, um, had a message over two months ago on amazing grace from John 17, Christ is prayer for his church. And actually begins with, with the oneness of, of God. Because we are made in his image, are we not? And the oneness of God is a major teaching in the scriptures. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the reflection of, that the Holy Spirit can give us of this message today. Thank you for that precious gift that you're given us. In his name we pray. Amen. Our opening text this morning, 1 John 5, 7, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. Early in the scripture, the oneness is there. Stay with me now. I'm building the foundation. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God did what? He created the heavens and the earth. And we know that it was plural because God said in Genesis 1.26, let us make man in our image after our likeness. I know that God is plural, more than one, one and all. This us, more than one, Genesis 1, 120, says that the Spirit of God moved upon the waters at creation. And in John 1, verse 1 to 3, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and all things were made by Him that have been made. So the Spirit was there, Christ was there, the, and in Psalms 104, there's a beautiful Psalms of Father God's part in creation. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, they were all involved in, in creation. They never did anything, they never did anything worthwhile that they did not do together. But we must never make the mistake of trying to liken the oneness of the divinity with any concept that we would have of oneness. Jesus is seeking to help us understand the oneness that he had with the Father. It almost seems like double talk. In John ten thirty, and I and the Father are one. And in John ten thirty eight, he says, The Father is in me, and I am in the Father. And in John fourteen nine, anyone, he said, that has seen me has seen the Father. The ideal of Jesus to come here to this earth and become human, the plan was mutually agreed on in heaven by the three. Just like the three came together and agreed on the plan on the plan of creation, the three came together to recreate the earth. In fact, the three came together to make Adam and Eve for, for the first time. 
And the three came together to restore us, to recreate us so that we are born again. So they agreed upon a plan, and in that plan, they were all for one and one for all. And the three worked together for the success of Jesus. They were all for one in the, in the sense that Jesus gave himself. Jesus gave himself for all, Trinity and, and humanity. Jesus' prayer in 17 was that we may become one as he and the Father and the Spirit are one. All for one, one for all. And uh, we agree that the Bible calls it, the Bible calls it the Council of Peace. The Council of Peace. Jesus agreed to be the one. It could have been the Father. It could have been the, the Holy Ghost. You see, because they are all one. Jesus said, I will do it. At the meeting, Jesus said, this doesn't have to be a long meeting. I'll do it. Uh, and they all three agreed to support him. Jesus volunteered. The other two said, we will support the one. Because later on, he will support us all. He will build the bridge. He will build the bridge so all will be for the one. I want to return to the thought that when Jesus came here, he came to live on this sinful earth. As agreed on, planned by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Revelation 13 tells us that the Lamb slain was slain from the foundation of the world. I don't know when this happened. I don't know when this happened, but we had a Savior before this earth was ever created. There was a Savior before sin was ever come into existence. Acts 2.23 says that he was delivered by the purpose and foreknowledge of God. Once Jesus said he would do it, they all set their minds, this is a plan, we will support Jesus. The Father will be there. The Holy Spirit will be there. We will be there, and Jesus will carry the ball. And in Ephesians 1, 4, says the plan was before the foundation of the world. So it was agreed on by the, by the three. The, this is called the Council of Peace. That's in Zechariah chapter 6, verse 13. The three were committed, committed to Christ, his condensation. But now that leaves a question in my mind. And if I, if I, Jesus, and the three of us have made a plan, I should be able to expect the support of the other two. Nobody can make anybody do anything. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they're all, they're all equal. They're, the two can't gain, gain up on the one. The three agreed upon the plan. And now Jesus shall be able to count on the support of the two, the Father and the Spirit. I'll do it. I'll do it. You back me. 
He said, we'll be there. But there's a problem. There's a problem. As I read in Matthew 27, verses 45 and 46, and now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness and there was loneliness. And 46, 7 tells us, it reads, Jesus cried, my God, my God, why has I forsaken me? How did that text get in the Bible? How did that text get in the Bible if they are all for one and supporting him? What's he doing out there by himself? What's he doing out there by himself? What happened? Christ is old, holding up his end. He's on the cross. He's in pain. He is suffering and he's dying. Where are the other two? Darkness and loneliness, where are the other two? What happened to the plan? What happened to the plan? Because now Jesus is human. He now sees and feels the way that we do. And in heaven, when the plan was made together, and we said that we would be there, we said that we would be there, because now Jesus is human. He never had a body. He never had pain. He was never hungry. And he could count on the support of the other two. Are you listening? Listen. What's he doing crying on the cross? My God, my God, why has I forsaken me? And the word is plural. He said, where are you, Holy Ghost? Where are you, Father? Where are you? And the scripture paints it all through his coming to the earth. He had support at his coming. He had support in Luke 1, 34. The Holy Spirit was there at initiation, his conception. And Luke uh, 2.15 says God sent angels to pronounce the place where he would be born. As a child, he got support in Matthew 2.13. God sent, an, God sent an angel to save Jesus from destruction. We had this plan together. You can count on me. I can count on them. But Jesus came to Karen the Lexus. The, 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 the core of the plan of salvation. He fails their support all through his coming to the, the earth. He, he gets their support. And in the wilderness of temptation, he went through, he was hungry, he was tired. The devil had tried to kill him, but God sent an angel to support him. God sent an angel to, to, uh, to, Restore him to give him food. Where did this thing, this, this thing to, uh, togetherness, what happened to the plan? What happened to the plan? John 5, 29 and 30, he fills their support when he was, there were times that he all night long that he, he prayed and he was refreshed. 
He was come out of those times refreshed. When he's in danger, they allowed him to, to be invisible. Now that's doing pretty well. That's not doing bad at all. I've got these, I've got these two with me all the way. You see, folks, you don't know God for yourself if, uh, until you don't know that God is there for you. All the support. All the support from heaven for three and a half years throughout his life and for three and a half years, the Father and the, and the Spirit, they're always there. They're always there. But when it comes to the crunch, when it comes to the crunch, it comes to the time when it comes to carrying out the Lexus, when it comes to carrying out the plan of salvation, you see they discuss this. They discuss this in heaven before they ever ever left. You know, I believe they even talked about what it would be like dying on the cross. They had they'd never done this. They'd never done this before. Are you listening to me? Listen. And in, and I'm sure they said, "We're we're with you. We will support you. We will be there." But they knew what it was like to be God. All three knew what it was like to be God. But not one of them at that time knew what it would be like to be in the flesh. If, if you've had a hard time, friends, I don't know what you've gone through. You've had a rough time. It's hard. Maybe when you've got four-star cancer. It's hard when you don't have money maybe to pay them the mortgage on your house and you ask yourself, is God there? It's hard maybe, maybe you're the innocent person where your marriage fell apart. God was with you. God was in you. And I believe he had a better plan. Until you hang on the cross and know that God is there, you don't know God. You don't know God. You have to walk where I walked, yes, Jesus gave me food. Yes, Jesus gave me clothes to wear. But, but there's, there are times that we cannot find him. Have you ever been in a situation that you don't feel God's presence? Have you ever been in that situation? But in the very statement that, that, that Jesus makes in faith, he knows who he's praying for. He, he names him. He said, my God, my God. He knows he's there. He calls his name. He's asking for them. You see, at the cross, Christ treaded. If he had, at the cross, Christ is treated as if he had committed the sins that he was dying for. He was dying for your sins. He was dying for my sins. Not only was he dying for the saved, he was dying for the unconfessed sins. That's why in Desire of Ages, page 796, cries out that he died. He died for those who would, who would not be saved. He would die for those. He actually, friends, he actually experienced 
the cold chills of eternal separation. He didn't just die for the saved. He died for sin. And so in Isaiah, he cried, I trod the winepress alone, and of the people, no one was with me. No one was with me. In Isaiah, chapter 23, verse 10, says, It pleased the Lord to bruise him and to put him to grief. At the cross, all three were committed to sin, being paid for All three was committed to the fabric of the universe that was torn in rebellion and had to be repaired. It was also one for all. And Jesus would would have to experience the full blunt of God's displeasure. And by the way, as bad and as rough as your life may have been, you have never, ever felt the blunt of God's displeasure because the way of sin is death and you're alive. You will have to feel the full blunt of Christ's displeasure with mankind and simultaneously experience God's need to be free from, from fear of God's displeasure. But just a moment, just a moment. Where was God? Where was God? Tell me, Paul. I need an answer. Where was God the Father? I need some help. It looks like Christ has been abandoned. It looks like Christ has been abandoned. Paul says, I've got good news for you. I've got good news for you. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. He did not leave the cross. He crawled inside of Jesus at the cross. 2 Corinthians 5, 19 and 20. And when I'm in trouble and things are not going well, God does not leave me. God does not leave me. He crawls in me and gives me the strength and the courage that I need. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Christ was not abandoned at the cross. They crawled in Christ at the cross. And when the Father said it's time for us to pay our dues, it's not just one one for all, it's all for one. We're going to crawl on that cross with him. That's how you got through that cross is because you did not, he did not leave you He did not leave you. He got inside of you. Your marriage falling apart? He was in you. He was in you, and I think he had a better plan. They said that you had cancer, four stage. I wish uh, Anita could have been here today. He was in you. He was in you. He doesn't leave you hanging on the cross. He goes on the cross and he hangs with you and he hangs with you. We are never left alone. We just feel alone like, like Jesus. I thought of communion table. When I see the communion table, 
I remember the promise of the Lord, Lo, I am with you always. Even to the end of the earth, can someone say amen? Can someone squeeze out an amen? The plan worked, friends. Micah, the plan worked, brother. The plan worked. It looked bad, but the plan worked. Satan thought he had him. Satan thought he had him, but he didn't because all three climbed on that cross and one for all and all for one. And God made up his mind at that time that we're all one, one for all and one for all. I don't know how we ever got the idea that Christ died by himself. The three are one. And he kept telling us that. He kept telling us that in John 17. John 17, and in him, he's in me, and I am in him. He's speaking of the cross. He's speaking of the cross. All three bore my sins. All three bore my sins, and I am somebody. Oh, we ought to be able to praise God, praise God. Praise God that the plan worked. The plan worked, brother. Let us pray. Oh, Father, what a marvelous sacrifice. What a marvelous sacrifice you, the Son, and the Spirit made together. How you did this, my Father? My favorite author says in the great controversy that we will study it for eternity. Father, I cannot understand... I cannot understand your oneness, and I cannot understand your togetherness. But I can understand this, that because of it, we are saved from sin, and we're going to live with you throughout eternity. And today, may we find some of that, in that oneness in our needy hearts today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.